Hey folks, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes and Doug McCary coming to you live this uh, Tuesday afternoon, 10-10-23. Welcome to SWAT Radio. And uh, listen, there's a lot on the news today, Doug. Obviously, we're still reeling from what happened over the weekend in Israel. And to be honest, you know, I mean, you want to be updated on what's happening in the world. Yeah. But man, this is like this is a whole nother level of evil. Well, it is. And um, when one, I was listening to one interview, and he said it would be the equivalent uh, of what happened over there would be the equivalent in the U.S. of us losing forty thousand people in one day hmm. uh, to a terrorist attack. And um, you know, the the thing is, I watched some of the video footage and. These are not sophisticated attackers uh, in any stretch of imagination. I was watching them try to clear a room, uh, and they they were almost, it, it was almost, to be honest with you, like watching the Three Stooges try to do it because they hmm. didn't they, they didn't know what they were doing. They just had guns. Right. And the people that they were trying to get, one of them in there apparently had a gun and was shooting back. And so they didn't even know how to respond to that. They didn't, there was no tactics involved at all, but it was sheer numbers and going into civilian areas. That was the thing. And I was sharing with you before the program that uh, I, I was brought to tears today by reading some of the accounts of things that happened. Uh, I talked to uh, a good friend uh, who I met on one of my trips. He was a guide. He is Jewish. He was in the military at one time. Very, very good guy. And uh, he said two uh, two teenagers from their village, their kibbutz, mm-hmm. uh, were killed. They just <clears throat> identified their bodies. Were they at the uh, music? They were at the music thing. And he said they didn't know what had happened till. Uh, last night they they mm. came back and said they were identified. They brought the bodies back to the kibbutz. He said they were almost unrecognizable, and he says it, it it's so evil. And I told you they were beheading babies, and we as the American people who love God and pray for the peace of Jerusalem and pray for the Jewish people, um. We can't turn away because it'll be easy to go to something else because our world isn't directly impacted. But I promise you, these people are here in the United States, too. The same organization is here already. They come across the border. When you let 7 million people cross your border, how many do we know? That's just what we know has come across. How many have come across we don't know? Yeah. They well. Here's the thing that we we now know that they constructed mock a mock Israeli settlement in Gaza because the military's gone in there where they practiced this military landing and they practiced to storm this civilian area and even made videos of their maneuvers. Of what you're talking about Hamas? Yes. Okay. And um, um, and they they had tried to use diplomacy and they did effectively to convince israel 
that all they wanted is uh, Gaza had workers. You know, they they wanted workers to be able to access jobs there. Does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> they they caused Israel to believe that it was just about their people getting money, uh, getting employment. And uh, but all the time, what they were doing is drilling and exercising to do what they did, and it's awful. And you know, Brad, I I was sharing with this with you too that I I really believe that the American people um, have um, that they they really they just the American people do not fully understand that enemy yeah no, I, agree. I i think we're, we're too civilized uh <clears throat> in our thinking uh, well we think we think doug we can um negotiate yeah. peace yeah well, well we think we can go in and barter with people like that and 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 go in from a from with an olive branch to right. them and the problem is we don't understand radical fundamentalist uh islam and and we don't appreciate even the threat that they pose to us. I mean, most people here, because what you hear on the news or you you hear people, even to people today, talking about apartheid, uh, uh, you know, Casio Cortez and uh, Talib and all these people talking about the apartheid <clears throat> state of Israel. Right. Let me let me read to you what this this is from two thousand and one. Okay, this is. Uh, back uh, in 2001 at an Islamic school in Gaza City. So this is over 20 years ago. An 11-year-old boy who would be now 30, right? Mm-hmm. 11-year-old yep. Palestinian student um, is in school, and and he says, I will make my body a bomb that will blast the flesh of Zionists the sons of pigs and monkeys. Ahmed says, I will tear their bodies into little pieces and cause them more pain than they will ever know. And his classmates then come back with Allahu Akbar. God is great. And the teacher then responds, may the virgins give you pleasure, referring to the rewards that await martyrs in paradise. Even the principal approves this is the mindset that mm. a lot of these Hamas and Hezbollah people are growing up with. Now, listen, I'm not saying every Palestinian. There's Christian Palestinians over there. There's Muslim Palestinians that don't buy into Hamas and Hezbollah mm-hmm. in the way they do it. But they're very fearful to speak out against these people. And, um, you know, um, if you... One guy said this was again twenty years ago, and I'm, I'm I just I was thinking about that. Actually, it's about fifteen. It was in two thousand and six. Um, uh, this is the bodyguard of Osama bin Laden, okay, who died in, in uh, he he uh, died in uh, well he was a bodyguard from nineteen ninety six to two thousand, and he he it was interviewed by sixty minutes, and he says. I have great hopes for my son Habib and pray to God that he will finish what his father was not able to finish, that he will become a martyr. I hope that my son gets killed and becomes a martyr for the sake of Allah. You're sitting here 
but you're not ready to see your daughter killed for America. I, on the other hand, am ready to see my son killed for the sake of Islam. That's the difference between you and me. People here have no idea. Mm-hmm. That is the prevailing mindset of Hezbollah and Hamas. That 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 should terrify people. Not that we live in fear, but it should make people soberly aware of what Israel's dealing with. And we cannot back down as believers who are praying for that country, praying for the leaders of that country, yeah. um, and let our... You know, we live in a representative form of government here where we can reach out to our congressmen. I encourage you to reach out and say, stand with Israel. Don't back down. Don't stop sending them the help they need to eradicate this. Because if we don't, it's coming here. And it may be here already. Yeah, I think it may already be here. Not not to be a downer. I think that, uh, Doug, as Americans, um, most uh, probably doesn't include our audience here. But it certainly is is uh, would be indicative of Americans in general are basically asleep at the wheel. Uh, they don't know what's going on mm-hmm. uh, because of what you just said. Uh, it's easier to to uh, to scroll through social media and see what the new popular trend of whatever it is, and not be aware of what's happening uh, not only in Israel but in our country. You know what. How these things sneak in. I mean, listen, if you've had any chance to listen to mainstream media in the last 72 hours, yeah, you'd get a, a feel for what's happening. And uh, and yet, it's it's just, it's frightening. I, I thought uh, Al Mohler said, as we understand what is going on right now in Israel and in the region that also includes the Gaza Strip, what we understand now is that this is a big issue. This is a major issue of magnitude. This is not just something that is going to be remembered as one of the developments of 2023. Yeah, this is historic, and uh, much like you know the comparisons uh, to 9/11 for Americans, this is even bigger than 9/11. Well, one of the I think it was the Israel's ambassador, I believe, to the U.S. said that. Um, if if um, Hamas uh, s- does a ceasefire, then the fighting of Israel will cease. If Israel does a ceasefire, Israel will cease to exist after this. Yeah, they're just saying that this is how consequential this is, and um, you know it, you got to remember. It was in our lifetime. Well, I'm, I take that back. Sorry, it was just prior to our lifetime. In '48, when Israel became a state, right, right, and um, and you know, um, Moeller said in his his briefing, by the way, which is great this morning. That's that, what I just quoted that, from. That this attack on Israel isn't just on Israel; it's on us. It's on Western civilization, like uh, and 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 the fact that they were going in and just mercilessly killing civilians i mean like it it is so horrendous like i said it brought me to tears and i reached out to i don't know if you remember um our brother over in uh bethlehem who ran the shop with all the wood carvings. oh yeah yeah uh i reached out to him and i reached out to uh like i said this other uh, guide who was great and uh, just got input from them bethlehem is quiet right now 
Uh, but there's no right now tours have been canceled so there's no work there's no funding and you know even our guide said you know we're just getting over covid the the fact that they shut down everything for covid and now this happens and they understand that that that's why they want the terror that's why they want these things to happen and um you know i was i was saying something to you um right before we went on air and Lori brought it up to a, in a text to a friend. I was thinking about it this morning. I haven't heard any Israeli leaders or any American leaders that I know of talk about invoking God, getting hmm. him involved, praying. They, I've heard prayer, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about God is going to give us the victory over this. God right. will do this. It's been our might, our missiles. And I thought of that verse. You can't trust in chariots. You can't trust in horses. You you have to trust in the Lord God as a refuge. He is the fortress. He's your shield. He's your thing. So let's pray mm. that they would they would uh, be drawn to Adonai. Let's pray that the believers there would have opportunities to witness to Jesus the Messiah, the true King of Kings, mm-hmm. Lord of Lords, He is here yeah. in the midst of all this. Yeah. Amen. That's a great call to uh, to be praying for them. I know that uh, over three hundred thousand troops have been called up, Israeli troops. Uh, they are they're ready to fight, and uh, but they need our prayer for sure. Yes, and they uh, do. listen, glad you tuned in. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to jump into uh, Mark chapter one. Glad you have uh, chosen to join us this afternoon. If you want to call 844-777-7928, that's 844-777-SWAT. If you have any questions or comments, you can always email us at ask at SWATradio.com, A-S-K at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Augustine at Back to SWAT Radio, Doug and Brad here on this uh, Tuesday afternoon, October 10th. 
We are glad you have tuned in. If you want to call this afternoon, the number is 844-777-7928, 844-777-SWAT. If you want to email us a question or a comment, we can bring it up here on the air. Send that to ask at SWATradio.com, A-S-K at SWATradio.com. Hey, Brad, I wanted to let our listeners know, uh, I reached out to our friend um, uh, Sam Nadler, Dr. Sam Nadler, of Word of Messiah Ministries. And, um, you know, uh, Sam, I met uh, Sam uh, through Barry Leventhal. And um, Sam uh, is a Messianic Jew who came to faith in 1972. uh, And he has this great burden to share Messiah with other Jewish people. And uh, he he served with Jews for Jesus, went around the country. And uh, and then... uh, you know, they they actually established the New York City Jews for Jesus. And uh, he just has had this great burden for the Jewish people. So I reached out to him uh, just to ask him if he would uh, join us. He's written a bunch of books. We've had him on several times, and uh, I thought he would be a good person. They are actively partnering with people to get aid over there. So he's mm-hmm. going to talk a little bit about good. how our <clears throat> audience, if you would like to help, there's a lot of organizations out there. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to uh, diminish any, but sometimes when you work with some pretty nationally known uh, organizations, not all of it ends up going exactly to this place. I can tell you if Sam's working with them, it's yeah. going to be done in the name of Jesus, in the name of Messiah to people. Well, I'm glad you're doing that. As we were just talking before uh, on the break is, you know, as Christians, what is it that we should be doing? And, uh, you know, you brought up Lori and even my habit of, you know, there's a storm out there. I'll watch the weather for seven or eight days. Listen, and I'm not saying you shouldn't be in the know on what's happening. Um, but at some point there is, um, I, I think we have a responsibility as Christians to pray for well to pray and you see in the apostle paul and others when when people there were in need they helped and sam has christian messianic jews over there that are affected by this and so we need to see how we can help absolutely i mentioned this yesterday i've got a a good friend in fact uh first baptist church fernandina uh pastor zach terry has got a group of 51 i think it's 51 or 53 that are over in Israel right now. And uh, anyway, just pray for them. Pray for a safe return. Uh, in fact, he, he has a radio broadcast here on the same network. So uh, anyway, Zach's a dear friend. I've been in touch with him over the last few days. They're doing well, but uh, they're obviously looking to get back home. Yeah, so. uh, say a prayer for them as well as uh, uh, that. My, my, my friend's name is Yehuda, and Yehuda's village they're they're burying and mourning that that those two teenagers killed and and they're really they're just really down about that he said so pray for them so if you're listening out there just um take a moment to pray for yehuda's village god knows who it is and that god would reveal himself somehow through this to Mm. these people that need jesus and have you talked to uh, Ryad? yes i did i've spoken to Ryad. I've spoken to, like I said, Edward, 
Um, we need to pray for these brothers. They're Christians who now have had their income shut off mm. for at least the next two to three weeks yeah. because Delta is in United and Americans not flying there till the 31st. And so we need to pray for them that God would provide for them as well as for their safety as well. So if you're listening today, just remember that. Well, hey, we are in the Gospel of Mark, verses uh, 12 and 13 this week, a different kind of king, part two. Last week, we looked at how God reveals in Jesus a king who uh, is different than any other kind of king, because he was, first of all, we saw in verse nine, a king who had identified with his people through the baptism and not just through that, but that was the kind of his coronation, but he came and uh, was baptized by John the Baptist. God the Father said, this is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. And uh, and then Jesus um, goes out into the desert, which is where we're at this week. But we also saw not only does he identify with his people, he intervenes. It says the heavens were being torn open. And um, Jesus, undiminished deity, perfect humanity, was the perfect sacrifice and we spoke yesterday about how uh, this week we're looking at God revealing this king who ensures hope for his people. I gave an illustration of a, a guy who trains his dog uh, to not just go after food or a treat until he says he can go after it, and he keeps his eye on the master. We talked about that, and we talked about these tests slash temptations that Jesus is now about to experience out in the desert, and we looked uh, yesterday at the fact that Jesus was in the wilderness, which is a desert area. He's isolated and alone. It says the spirit drove him, compelled him to go there. He was out there for 40 days, um, and he was being tempted by Satan. This wasn't the only temptation, but it was kind of the culmination of it as he was out there among wild animals. And we, as we left the program yesterday, I asked the question, could Christ have sinned? Was it possible for Jesus to have sinned? Some people say that it's impossible for him to have sinned um, because he wasn't able to. And others say that if he weren't able to sin, then his temptation wouldn't have been real. How can a temptation be real if the person tempted isn't able to give in to the temptation? Well, let me ask you a question, Brad. Have you ever been tempted and not given in? Yes, I have. Was it real? It was real. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, so really, that, real. that really yeah. is not a that's valid... That's a great... Well, it's a good point. That's not a valid yeah. argument right. uh, against that. I'm, and listen, I, I do want to caveat this by saying there are great theologians and men on both sides of this issue. Some treat it as semantics. Some treat it as others. But I, I, I do believe it's important for us to look at this issue about Jesus. And uh, it, in order to really look at it, we've got to answer the question, what does Scripture, our authority, clearly teach? Does it teach that he never sinned? Yes or no? Yes. It does. So there's, there should be no question among any Bible believer, any follower of Jesus, who is a part of his kingdom family, that Jesus ever sinned, he didn't. Scripture's clear. It also clearly affirms 
that Jesus was tempted, true? Yeah. It says he was yes. tempted, tested, yeah. and that these temptations were real, it says. So if we believe in the Bible, then we have to agree that Jesus, like Hebrew 4 says, was tempted in every way, yet he didn't sin. So we're really kind of just looking at this question of whether Jesus could have sinned. Mm -hmm. And if it ever leads us to a place, according to Wayne Grudem, that he wasn't tempted, then that's not true. That's not a good place to go. Um, We've reached a wrong conclusion, he says, one that contradicts Scripture. But we almost, I mean, but we also have to affirm with Scripture that God cannot be tempted with evil. James 1 says that, right? Yeah. But here's where it gets hard. If Jesus was fully God, was he? Yes. And if he was fully man, was he? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Then um, is it right for us to say that he could not be tempted with evil? I think it is. Because if he was God, his deity side couldn't be tempted. And it's a mystery that we can't explain the duality of his humanness and his deity. But but as we look at this, uh, Jesus uh, had no capacity to sin because his deity never desired evil. Right. <laughs> it never exactly. desired independence from the Father. In fact, what did he say? He said, I can only do what my Father tells me to do, right? That's correct. So if that was his case, then could he have sinned? Not according I, to I, that. I, I, I find it very difficult. Uh, Scripture is very clear he had no sin. Um, I, I believe sin could not occur because the holiness of God never wasn't there, even as an infant, even though his power and privilege he temporarily set aside. So uh, we believe that Jesus could not have sinned because in his deity, because his deity would always overrule any human weakness. Mm-hmm. He had the capacity to sin in his humanness, but not because of the deity being there. And you know, well, Pete, I think it gets to the point, Doug, that um, he was tempted in every way. He he experienced the same things that we experience yet without sin mm-hmm. yes yeah yeah i i think that um when we look at 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 this issue the main thing is he never sinned and he was deity mm-hmm. i i don't think anybody's gonna have a problem affirming that he was always god but you know it, he's kind of compared to adam the difference is adam even though he didn't have a sin nature did not have deity attached to his humanness. Right. Even though he was made in God's image, he was not deity. And that's the difference. Uh cuz some people say, well, if if he was if he was God, he couldn't die. Well, no. He put aside that power to allow himself to be killed mm-hmm. to fulfill the prophecy about Messiah. So, he was susceptible to temptation, but not to sin which meant brad that he experienced the full extent of of temptation because he never got relief by giving into it Mm. so satan really hit him and um 
you know, I know we got to go to the break, but when we come back, we're going to really quickly kind of contrast him and Adam for a second and uh, make an observation there. And then we're going to jump into Matthew 4, 3 through 11, as we look at this testing and temptation of Messiah, the Son of God. So I hope uh, our listeners will stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. If you want to call in this afternoon, the number is 844-777-7928. Again, 844-777-SWAT. You have an email or question or comment, email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into. And that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for healthcare can save many families up to 500 bucks a month. And that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with. You can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. There's some delays because of a crash on the East Beltway 295 southbound between Atlantic Boulevard and St. John's Bluff Road. Also, there's an accident on the West Beltway 295 southbound before New Kings Road. And there's a broken down vehicle on the West Beltway 295 southbound between the Buckman Bridge and San Jose Boulevard. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 62. Wednesday, more clouds, high 78. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be all right. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio, Brad. Glad you have uh, tuned in. I was trying to get Brad and Doug in there somehow. <laughs> yeah. uh, listen, if you want to call this afternoon, um, I'm excited to jump into the text. The number is 844-777-7928. You can also email us at ask at SWATradio.com if you have a question or comment as we work through the text today. Well, you know what? Um, I... I, I want to say something, Brad, because um, somebody had texted and said, well, why, why how, what was the purpose of the temptation, right, if he, mm-hmm. if he couldn't? If Jesus' human nature, I'm, and I'm going to quote Wayne Grudem here, because Wayne is, is, a, is a great teacher. He's been very influential uh, to me in this whole idea of um, the, the, the deity of Christ uh, alongside the humanity of Christ. He says, if Jesus' human nature had existed by itself, 
independent of his divine nature than it would have been a human nature just like that that Adam and Eve had. Free from sin, but able to sin. Therefore, if his human nature had existed by itself, there would be, there was the theoretically possibility that Jesus could have sinned just like Adam and Eve did. But his human nature never existed apart from his divine nature. We're talking the nature, the essence, the character of who he is. From the moment of conception, he existed as both God and man in one. I mean, like, wise men don't come to worship a human. Mm. They come to worship the king. They were kingmakers who Mm -hmm. came. And his human nature, his divine nature, existed united in one person. Although there were things like being hungry or weak, that he experienced in his human nature alone and weren't experienced in his divine nature. Nevertheless, the act of sin would have been a moral act that would have involved the whole person of Jesus. Therefore, if he had sinned, it would have involved involved both his human and divine nature. So if Jesus as a person had sinned involving both his human and divine nature, then God himself would have sinned. And he would have ceased to be God. That's clearly impossible because of his holiness. Um, so if it was possible for Jesus to sin, we have to conclude that it wasn't because um, he would have violated the character of God because God mm-hmm. cannot sin. Right. So, uh, and again, you go back to the thing, well, how was it real? That was the question. How, well, was, how were the temptations real? Yeah. So Jesus did have the ability, because he was divine, to make stones into bread. He yeah. had that ability. Mm-hmm. But if he had done that, he would not have been obeying in the strength of his human nature alone. Right. He would have failed that test. Uh, that you know that, And so he couldn't have earned our salvation for us if he had <clears> done that. If he refused to rely on on his divine nature uh i mean he just didn't rely on that nature the divine nature to make it easier for him to deal with but that was i mean the prophet isaiah said surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we esteem him stricken smitten of god afflicted just like we are yeah in the same way yeah and uh, i know i know we're gonna look at matthew today uh but i was thinking about uh matthew 8 17 this was to fill, fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took on our infirmities mm-hmm. and carried our diseases. So from a human standpoint, these are the same things that Jesus had to go through. Mm-hmm. You know, Well, he, he, he never engaged the power of the second person of the Trinity in his battle against Satan. The power that he drew upon was the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. And he he fought Satan with that power, even though he was divine. Yeah. He did not rely on the divine power at that point. He relied on the he, divine power of God's Word yeah. and the divine power of the Holy Spirit. Well, he humbled himself. Yes, he did. And became obedient. Yes. Um but he did not rely on the strength of his own divine nature to make it easier for him to deal with the temptation. He still felt the full effect. So uh, I hope that's helpful. Uh, it, you know, he had to be fully God 
and fully man to be the perfect sacrifice, yeah. and he was. <clears throat> so that being said, I want to I want to make a, a a real quick observation about Adam and Eve. Adam was was came to be what in paradise. He was in the Garden of Eden, right? I mean, he had mm-hmm. uh, a perfect environment, right? I mean, it was perfect. God made it perfect. There was no death there. There was no animosity with animals. Animals were calm and peaceful. The lions did not eat the other animals. They didn't eat people. Um, the the snakes, <laughs> they they didn't have to worry about poisonous fiery serpents. And he had a partner in Eve. He mm-hmm. was not alone. And so, and yet, Adam was defeated by Satan. Jesus, on the other hand, was in the desert. He was desolate. Uh, he was isolated and alone. He was around violent and wild animals, fiery serpents, scorpions, and he defeated Satan. And it, it occurred to me, Brad, that it's not the circumstances that cause us to fall around us, but it's our character. It's yes. not from the outside. Mm-hmm. You can't blame your sin on an external yeah. thing. It yeah. is internal. Right. This made me think of something. <laughs> I made a little note on that uh, last week as you were teaching that. Go go ahead. I, oh, um, so you know, anyway, I'm, I'll find it in a minute. I made a note on that exact point. Yes, uh, uh-huh. uh, just about the uh, the. The, the character within the issues that I battle in sin are not the result of something on the outside, mm-hmm. but more on what the inside. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, it's the inside man. Anyway, uh, we got a question from Austin. Go ahead, Austin. Hey guys, I don't want to take too long. I know we're going to get into the reading, but um, I, I guess the, Talking about God, you know, Jesus being fully God and fully man. This this always just sets me in a in a in a thought. Just 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 thinking about that itself, uh, because we know God is 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 omnipresent, omnipotent, um, you know, everywhere at once, all powerful, all knowing. But Jesus emptying himself to take on the form of man. That's one thing he emptied of himself was that he couldn't be everywhere at once, though he is now. Yeah. Um, that, that's just one thing that I, I think about a lot is, um, you know, when he was on, on his time on Earth, he, he was confined to, to, his, to a mortal body yes. as to of now to where he is fully, you know, he is fully God, though he was, he was God, you know, in human form. Um, that, that's just where, where my mind goes. I, I, I wanted maybe you guys to expand upon that, but not too long. I know we're going to get into a reading. Well, no, yeah. Well, no, I, it, it is a mystery to us and I don't think our brains can comprehend it. Do you, Brad? I mean, yeah, like, no, you're right. <laughs> I, I mean, how he could be fully God and fully man. Um, it, 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 it is mind-blowing how he could put aside all that power and just depend on the Spirit to do things. But we see that even in places where it says he could do no miracles there. He could always do a miracle if he chose to violate putting his power aside. But he never did sure. because he was submissive to the will of the Father. He he said, I can only do what my Father directs me to do. Mm-hmm. That's why, Austin, I believe that he could not sin because 
he couldn't he had no desire to do anything other than what the father did right sure. I mean, and so um so he was fully human but he was fully divine i mean if you remember and we haven't got to mark two yet but in mark two we'll get to i don't know maybe next year <laughs> brad uh he uh, uh, he uh he had a paralytic that was brought to him and he said son your sins are forgiven no human being can forgive sins no no human can do that um he performed the miracles you know at cana he turned the water into wine that was that was not just something he did for that wedding that was fulfillment of an old testament thing too about the the joy the associated with wine um the celebration and get this in matthew 21 again this is before his crucifixion the crowds were shouting hosanna to the son of david they recognized he was messiah king he was god's son uh and they were worshiping him that was illegal for a jew to do unless you were god they worshiped no one but god and so he and even john one in the beginning was the word the word was god yeah he was with god and he was, <clears throat> and he was god, god. Yeah. yeah, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. In fact, his name Emmanuel means God with us. Yeah. So, um, so he's fully God, but he put aside his power. That omniscience of knowing everything, the omnipotence, he couldn't be uh, everywhere because he chose to put those powers aside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Austin, thanks right. for calling in, brother. We're going to take a quick break. Love to hear from you guys out there. If you want to call us, 844-777-7928. Again, you can email us your questions at ask at SWATradio.com. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. 
Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Mary's at 91.3. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed for the good Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Doug here on this uh, Tuesday afternoon, October 10th. We're glad you're tuned in. Austin, great to hear from you. Thanks for calling in. Again, 844-777-7928, 844-777-SWAT. Uh, love getting into this stuff, and I, I appreciate Austin's, uh, you know, transparency just that it is a struggle that as we try to reconcile the fact that jesus was fully man fully god and yet in his time on the earth he put aside the the deity not the character as you've Mm -hmm. kind of alluded to and uh, i was uh, i was just sharing with you i love this john 14 10 do you not believe that i am in the Father, and the Father is in me. The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own. Even he didn't even speak on his own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead, it is the Father dwelling in me, performing his works. Yeah. And that even the works that Jesus did, he did as he allowed the Father to work through him. Mm. Much, well, not just much, that's the way we're to be. Mm. We are to be the same. Well, I, I uh, you know, I, I, I want to reemphasize again, there are great men who are on both sides of this issue, much greater theologians than I am. I mean, they're, they're, they've done much more study for years and years and years. Uh, and there are some that are great who actually, uh, they, they adjusted, I'll say not change, adjusted their position. And, um, you know, Th- that's pretty amazing when you get a guy like an R.C. Sproul that was one way and that kind of came out and adjusted uh, over time mm. to 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 say. And I, I really um, like how uh, even John Piper talks about it. He says, you know, it depends on what you mean by could, you know. Could he sin in his humanness? Yes. Could he sin in his divinity? No. Then they were joined. Yeah. And you know, they were joined mm. together. Um, but I think that, you know, I, I know we could probably talk for a long time about this. Well, it, yeah. is this important? I mean, uh, 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 not from the standpoint, I mean, 
he didn't sin. Yes, that's, that's the, the most. That's the victory. Yes, right there. Yes, that's that's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. is that he did not sin, and um, you know the. Um, sorry, to, sorry to nip that. In the no, butt. no, 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 no. It's okay. <laughs> um, but I, I want to go back to the Adam and Eve thing for a second because, in, in this fact that it's not the circumstances that cause us to fall, we live in a day and age. We live in a day and age where everybody's a victim. Nobody takes responsibility. And remember that that illustration I gave yesterday of Denure in the in the sixty minute interview about um, the uh, Auschwitz uh, German officer. Yes. Uh, where this guy looks at him and goes, "Man, I, I'm just like him." Yeah. I mean, like he he was looking inward. At a time where he should have been celebrating, this guy's finally coming to justice. We're so bent on seeing justice uh, given to people that mistreat us, and um, and and our attitudes a lot of times that we 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 want to blame people for the way we act instead of mm. looking yeah. inward at our own character and the fact that we need Jesus. That's why. Yeah. That story Jesus told of the publican who just goes, I'm not even worthy to look up to you, Father. Yeah. Yeah. And that guy is mm. justified because he knew he needed Jesus. We need Jesus, not because of our circumstances, but because of who we are yeah. apart yeah. from life with him. Yeah. We yeah. need him. Yeah. I shared this this morning as I was teaching over on the west side from uh, First Kings. I just kind of wrapped it up in light of all that's gone on with Israel, I just said that <clears throat> we live in a fallen world. Uh, sometimes we see justice done in this life and sometimes we don't, mm -hmm. but justice will be done in the end. The wisdom of God is in Jesus to do justice and he will make things right. Mm -hmm. What we are desperately hoping to receive is not justice, but mercy. Mm-hmm. And as much as we may want other people to get what we think they deserve, deep down we know that what we need is not what we deserve. We want justice, but we need mercy. Yeah. We want justice, but we need mercy, that's for sure. And, you know, Jesus going through the test and temptation. Remember that the word uh, for test can mean temptation or test. It's a test coming from God, a temptation coming from the enemy. It, it, it is used to prove that Jesus is morally and divinely qualified to be the Messiah King. And um, if Jesus gave in and went around, and that's what Satan's greatest temptation was, for all three of the things we're going to read, and we're not going to be able to get into it today, Brad. We just, uh, Matthew <laughs> Matthew 4. Yeah. But, but we'll cover it tomorrow those three areas of temptation of turning the rocks into into bread of jumping off the pinnacle of the temple of bowing down and worshiping satan in order to circumvent the timing of god of what god originally planned anyway mm -hmm. and see this is the thing for you and i and as we think about this in our own life if you're out there today god maybe has something for you that you believe he has for you, you know he has for you, and 
yet the timing is not now. And the enemy tempts us to say, I'm going to have it now. I'm not going to wait. And, and maybe there's a reason for your waiting. And uh, I remember, uh, you know, when I was in the Marine Corps, and uh, I, I think I've shared this story on the air before, but I was supposed to complete Harrier training with a certain group of guys I'd gone through, got my wings. I was a pilot already and uh, was supposed to go to Yuma, Arizona and be stationed to go out there. Well, there were some issues that came up in my uh, squadron there in uh, the training squadron of the Harrier. And um, I was basically, uh, for lack of a better word, booted out of the squadron. And I uh, sat there and go, okay, God, what's what's going on here? You know, I know I, I, I finished flight school. I did good at flight school, and I, I don't understand what's happening. Please work it out so I can do this, work out. He didn't want me anywhere else. He wanted me there, <laughs> but he did not want me to finish when I would have finished because my original orders were to go to Yuma, but everybody in my original class that had orders to go out to Yuma, Arizona, those orders got changed to stay in Cherry Point. But because I delayed a year, because I had the issues that I had that were obstacles at the time that I, I didn't really see as an opportunity for God, he wanted me to go to Yuma because I ended up becoming best friends with the guy out there who ended up speaking into his life about Christ. And God used him in my life, used me in his life. That never would have happened mm. had I gone through the first time. Yeah. So God's timing may not be in accordance with your timing. So whenever you're going through something that may be difficult or seem like the door is shut for now, don't push through that door thinking, okay, I got to have it now. Because a lot of times <laughs> Satan will push us to go around instead of, trusting God in the process. And and you know how you're trusting God in the process? There's some things you just can't do without him. Yeah. I mean there there was hmm. no there were things that happened in that year that could not have happened without God being involved. I mean absolutely couldn't have happened. And so there there was nothing I could do and that's why I was talking to you before the program today. What I would love to see the leaders of Israel, the leaders of our country, not that it'll happen, but I want to see it is them to say we're looking to God. Yeah. We're looking to God as we battle yeah. in this war, as we seek to go and keep this from happening again. We're calling on the God of all creation. We're calling on Adonai. You mm. know, we're calling wouldn't on that Yahweh. Be, wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, my gosh. It would be so incredible. I don't know that it's going to happen, though, Brad. Well, you know? I think that, you know, we are talking about 9-11, and you remember when 9-11 happened. I feel like there was a real... Uh, kind of a crying out to God. Mm -hmm. And even what you just shared, you know, about uh, Harrier training and all that, I think it's, so it's much easier, quite frankly, Doug, don't you think, to just quit? Mm -hmm. to, you know, you come up against a barrier, maybe it's in a career, maybe it's in a relationship, things aren't going the way you want it to go, things aren't happening at the speed you want them to happen. And it's a lot easier to just bail, just just quit. I'm going to go a different direction. Yeah. When in reality, you may be going in the right direction, 
but just maybe not at God's time. Yes. Like you said yesterday, um, you were quoting what I shared last week. God's will done God's way and God's timing never lacks God's provision. Amen. And his provision is the best provision, right? Oh, amen. Hey, hey, listen, tomorrow, Swap Bible Study 630 out at Woody's Barbecue on Solano Road here at the Salem Center at 12 o'clock Chick-fil-A Wednesday. And Lori has SWAT for Women tomorrow, 10 a.m. So if you're a woman in the North uh, Florida, South Georgia area, come down here to the Salem Center at 10 o'clock. She is a great teacher, and I'm sure she'll bless you. Hey, we'll see you tomorrow. SWAT Radio.